What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Constance the Podcast. I'm your host, Constance Annan. If you are new here, this is the daily show, meaning new episodes drop every single freaking day. And do not forget that if you're listening on podcast streaming platforms, you can head on over to YouTube because this is a visual podcast, meaning you can watch me as I talk. You can listen to me on the go. You can kick it with me. 10 times harder than you can kick with any other podcast because I don't know anyone doing it like I'm doing it. Okay. Now, you guys, I want to do a quick recap. Earlier this week, we did a bitch. Did you see that tweet? And I brought up the whole Elmo getting the COVID shot. I want to be clear. I personally don't. It's like, I don't actually care that the nigga got the COVID shot, the puppet got the COVID shot, whatever. I don't care. I think to me, it just put into perspective how hard it must be to be a kid right now not even hard like I said in that episode I just realized back when I was a child a lot of the shit that was going on in adults lives were not um relevant to me showcased to me I mean it wasn't something that I was aware of and so in that um and in and in that I got to live blissfully and I think that that's one of the best parts about being a child you know you just enjoy life and because you don't know the fucking bullshit that's going on in the world. And so I look now and I see that everybody, including children, are forced to be aware of the nonsense in life. And I'm not saying that discussions don't need to be had and that children shouldn't be aware. I just hate that kids don't get to be as blissful as I once was. Um, so by all means, give the puppets COVID shots, make the puppets gay, do whatever you want to do. I think going forward I'm just gonna I don't know I always think about the kind of parent I'm gonna be and I'm like I don't want to overly shelter my kids I don't think I will because I've seen myself having a lot of conversations with them it's just like how do you protect your children I would hate to be a parent in this time because it's so there's just a lot going on it's like what do you do do you ever can you can you truly protect your kids from anything and I don't think that you can um I sit, like I said, I sit and I think about the type of parent I'm going to be. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I'm going to let my kids do that whole spending the night over people's houses shit because motherfuckers are weird. Motherfuckers be touching kids. Motherfuckers be doing weird shit to my kids. I want to make my house as enjoyable as possible so that if anybody is coming over anywhere, it's the people coming over to my crib and I can monitor what's going on. I just don't know. I just can't imagine being a parent in this climate. I don't know. I, I just don't know. The older I get, the more I understand why my parents were the way that they were. And I always talk about how protective they were. And at the time, I didn't understand it. At the time, I thought that I was missing out on a lot of shit. But the reality of it was they were really trying to protect me as best as they could because there's so much bullshit in this world. I wasn't allowed to spend the night or anything. And I think about that, too. And, like, a lot of that, those restrictions made me rebellious. I guess I'm trying to think, how can I... How can I protect them without causing them to be rebellious? And I think the best thing is to have those conversations with them and to just be honest and to just be truthful about life so that they aren't naive in this world. Because as as enjoyable as living blissfully may be, you do need to be aware of what the fuck is going on in this world so that you are not shocked when the bullshit is in front of your fucking face you get me so that's how I feel about that and then I also wanted to bring to y'all's attention you know the whole Roe vs. Wade thing I'm not y'all know this is not the podcast to watch if you're looking for somebody with real political ass analytical ass thought-provoking ass discussions bitch I just share my motherfucking thoughts 
and I really, I really don't care if y'all adopt the thoughts or not. This is just my platform to speak. But I was unaware of what the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade meant, right? So I looked it up. And just so that everyone is educated, because I know it's a very sensitive topic, touchy topic. I just want to make sure everyone knows exactly what the deal is. Roe versus Wade being overturned by the Supreme Court now results in the state's being able to decide whether or not abortion will remain legal or not in their state, you know? So just wanted to make sure everybody knew that because I thought that it meant that abortion was 100% illegal. I wasn't really sure of what it meant. And so just wanted to drop that knowledge on you guys. So before y'all take any extreme measures, get on Google and look up which states closest to you, you know? Look up which states closest to you um, have abortions, are offering abortions or have yet to make abortions legal. I know Virginia is one of them states. I was watching the Don't Call Me White Girl podcast. She mentioned, I think, Pennsylvania is one of them states. I can't even lie. I don't be knowing if Pennsylvania is the state or Philadelphia is the state. I think Pennsylvania is the state. So y'all can hear where I'm at politically and when it comes to the United States of America. Don't ever trust my word with anything but this. I looked it up. Anything else political is just like Constance is just talking out of her ass. I thought today, I'm like, that's probably the best way to break down this show. Me talking out of my ass. Because it's my ass and I can do whatever the fuck I want to do with it, right? So I'm going to talk out of it. All right. N.T. Ways. That was a little bit of a serious note. We're going to lighten the mood. I am reading the book, The Coldest Winter Ever by Sister Soldier. And I finished the book, you guys. So I don't know why I said I'm reading it. I, I read the book, The Coldest Winter Ever. I'm so proud of myself. I finished the book. Woo, woo, toot, toot. Can't wait to get the next book, right? I have to tell you guys what the fuck happened in the remainder of the book so last we talked what winter was kicking it with this nigga and he convinced her that he was going to be what her dad was to her all right she's staying with this nigga she wants to be introduced to the lifestyle selling drugs and making her own bread right he tells her that she's kind of not ready for it and convinces her that they're going to dinner they get to dinner. She's with some other girls. They all fly. They sit and they talking. And then they're all like, let's go to the bathroom. So they go to the bathroom and they swap bags with Winter. And Winter's like, hold the fuck up. You took my motherfucking purse. And they pull out a motherfucking gun, point it at Winter. And they say, bitch, shut the fuck up. Take the bag that you got and rock with it. Winter looks in the bag. She sees drugs. She sees guns. She's like, oh, okay. This was a motherfucking exchange. So she's heated because she's like, I wish I would have known. And I felt her on that, nigga. Don't set me up in no shit like that so I could be scared. If it was me, bitch, what the fuck would I have done in that instance? I don't know. I would have been terrified. You got to let me know. But he was like, I can't let you know because you would have been nervous. Tapping your toes and biting your nails and the feds are on it. They peep shit like that. Motherfuckers peep shit like that and you would have been a target and we can't do that. So I had to keep it as much of a secret as possible. All right. So, boom, Winter's under the impression she's getting initiated into the, 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 the game, okay? So, she's kicking it at Bullet's house. That's the name of the guy that she's fucking with now. She's kicking it at his house. And she realizes that her period has not come on yet. So, first thing she does is run to the abortion clinic, right? Sets up an abortion. The abortion... um they tell her she can't have it that day. So she's heated about that. She's like, damn, I need the abortion. But mind you, she's not really allowed to leave out of the house. She got to let the nigga know about her whereabouts. Like the nigga is very much so watching her. Anyways, she rushes out to get the abortion. They're like, come back tomorrow. She schedules the abortion for the next day. She comes home. Bullet comes home. He's like, where the fuck were you at? 
And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, I paged you. I called you. She was like, oh, I must have just missed it. All right, next day comes. She goes and she gets her abortion. She gets home. The nigga comes home. He's asking questions like, did you leave out? She's like, no, I ain't leave out. The nigga knows she did because he pays somebody to watch her. Like the downstairs nigga let let him know. The nigga that watches the lobby let him know that Winter been leaving out. Winter sucks his dick to like kind of make him forget. And then he's like, all right, let's fuck. Mind you, she had the abortion, so she's not supposed to be fucking. But the nigga's like, well, I'm going to fuck you. So he fucks her anyways. And then the next day, Winter wakes up. She heads out into the living room. She sees two Rottweilers. And I guess she's scared of dogs. And the dogs look too damn aggressive. So she keeps herself in the room because she was scared of them. And he pretty much got them dogs in there to keep her ass trained. And she can't leave the house, right? Crazy ass shit. On top of that, she calls the nigga and she's like, why the fuck you got these dogs here and what the fuck is going on? She's expecting to get to go see her dad, right? She set up an appointment to see her dad at the jailhouse, by the way. Or like she she's trying to go see her dad at the jailhouse. Anyways, she can't leave out. She's talking to the nigga on the phone and the nigga says, your pussy stank the other day or smelled funny the other day. So I guess he's suspecting some shit. I don't know. The nigga don't really trust her. She's cooped up in the house. Boom, 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 boom. The next day... He's like, all right, we, I guess he found that she was keeping tabs on Midnight. Now, Midnight is the guy that she had a crush on. Midnight is also on the opposing team um, with her dad. So, Bullet, the guy that she's fucking, and Midnight are enemies, alleged enemies, right? Okay. So, he's like, we're going to Maryland to basically keep tabs on Midnight. So they set up this whole operation. Winter goes and she rents a car in her name. Really, it's a credit card in her name that she ain't signed up for. He had the whole shit ready. Like, gets a credit card in her name. They rent a car in her name. They they have drugs and, and guns and a whole bunch of shit in the car. They get ready to do a serious exchange. But before that, they go to Brooklyn for whatever reason. I don't, I, to this day, like to this point, I don't understand why they went to Brooklyn, but they go to Brooklyn. Brooklyn's where Winter was from. She knows she got beef with a bunch of motherfuckers. So she was weary about going there. He was like, just stay in the car, you know. Keep the doors locked. Everything will be good. I'll be back. She's sitting in the car. Uh, There's like smoke and a fire. So a fire marshal pulls up to the car and it's like, you got to move the car. Okay, she moves the car around the corner. She sees her mom. Her mom peeps the car. Her mom be getting drugs from bullets. So he, so her mom runs up to the car trying to get drugs. Drugs. She peeps that it's Winter inside. And she's like, Winter, I have these letters for you. But instead of giving Winter the letters, she's like, in order to get these letters, you got to give me some drugs. The letters are from Winter's dad. So Winter wants the drugs. So she fights her mom for the letters. She hops out the car, fights her mom for the letters. Okay. She hops back in the car. Bullet is there. Bullet throws like $10 on the ground and is like, take the $10 and go get drugs, whatever else. Now, a brick is thrown into the car that Winter and this nigga are in. And the brick was thrown by Simone. Remember her pregnant friend that she left abandoned in a jail that was trying to jump her not too long ago or maybe a year ago at this point. She throws the brick. Winter hops out. They start scrapping. They're fighting. They're fighting. They're fighting. They're fighting. Bullet is somewhere at this point. I don't know where the fuck he went, but he's gone. They fighting. Everybody is huddled around in the fight. And Bullet starts coming up to break up the fight. He shoots into the air to like separate everything. Winter finds herself mesmerized by the fact that he um, is breaking up the fight or whatever. And Simone is on top of her, has a half broken glass bottle and slashes Winter's face. So now Winter's like cut the fuck open in her face, right? 
Okay. So the nigga picks her up, puts her in the car. He's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. The police start pulling up. The nigga dips. Winter's in the car. Her face is fucked. And um, I turn the page over, and it's like, fast forward, Winter has 15 years in fucking prison. Now she's in prison. All her friends end up in prison, too. She basically in prison. They all in prison off some shit niggas did, being ride-or-die bitches, fucking with niggas for drugs, fucking with niggas with drugs for their money, and they all ended up catching charges for their niggas, and none of them snitched, right? And so the story ends where Winter is permitted to go to her mom's funeral, um, I think it was like eight years after being in jail. She goes to the funeral. She sees the rest of her family. She sees Midnight. She gets caught up on all of them. Midnight ends up adopting her two little sisters that were put into foster care. One of her other sisters is like well off with some nigga named Buster. And Winter sees her dad. Her mom is dead. It was just a sad ending. So that's how the end of the book goes. And it just took me back to like, y'all know how I talk about not being a writer die you know i'm not a writer like i couldn't do what the fuck winter did i wouldn't have took a crime for anybody i wouldn't have took a charge for anybody which is why i say like i'm not a writer die which is why i say i'm not fucking with anybody with drugs and i'm not gonna say that music nowadays promotes that shit but john doe there's lyrics that are like what i hold a brick for you daddy like me i don't sing them songs loud ain't nothing wrong sing them songs if you want to sing them songs but i'm very conscious of who I am, I am very self-aware and I would not put myself in any situation like that. And I think nowadays a lot of women glorify that type of lifestyle. By all means, if that's who you are, that's who you are, take a certain type of bitch to live their lifestyle and that's not me and I'm aware of it. So ladies, make sure you know who you are and make sure you're aware of the possibilities of what it is that you're putting yourself into. You know, uh, I think Winter and all of the girls in the book knew what they could have Um, I think they all knew that they could have potentially ended up in jail for these niggas. And so knowing that I stay away from just the legal shit. Cause I ain't, I ain't about that life. I wouldn't even fake like I'm about that life. Um, that shit is not me. So again, if y'all going to be singing them songs and and going for the shit, y'all make sure you know what you involving yourself in. And that also takes me to the point where like, um, you know, nowadays, everybody talks about wanting the nigga that can buy them the Birkin, wanting to be with a partner that's going to do all this shit for them. And I think that's fine. Just, again, assess what you're willing to lose for that shit. Now, not, I'm not saying everybody that take care, every partner that would potentially take care of you is doing illegal shit. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but if you are going to be with somebody that does illegal shit, know the consequences. And then also take into account the women that talk about these, the women that have these songs and, and quote unquote promote that lifestyle. Keep in mind that they are bosses themselves. They have businesses, they're influencers, they make music, they have their own money. So they're not dependent on these niggas. That's why I'm like, I'm always like, y'all make sure y'all doing y'all shit. Make sure y'all doing whatever you got to do to take care of you the the partner with the funds is in addition to the great lifestyle you can already live on your own but don't be sticking with somebody in hopes that they're going to feed and take care of you that's not what i would condone anybody to do if that's what the fuck you want to do sure but again know what the fuck you walking into okay i feel like we need to run a brief intermission and then we're going to come back, talk more shit. We got the ball. It's filled up. Word association is next on the list. And uh, 
Then we'll end the show after that. Oh, advice column submission. You already know the schedule. Run a brief intermission. If you're still here, that means you fuck with today's episode. So if you need advice, call in, all right? 240-587-3186. Call in, leave me a voicemail, and I'll address it in the next episode. Again, the number is 240-587-3186. Before we get back into the episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. And if you're tuned in on podcast streaming platforms, make sure you leave a review and a rating. All right, let's head back into today's episode. All right, you guys, we are back. Now, before we get into the bowl, I'm sitting thinking about winter. Have you ever had somebody ask you to put your name in a rental for them, to get a credit card for them, to get your name in a house for them? Winter did all that shit, and as she was doing it, I'm shaking my head like, girl, no. Do not ever let anybody con you into Putting your name into shit for them. I mean, I guess her nigga caught himself being slick because he made it think it was for them and not just for him. But really, he set her ass up because if everything is linked to Winter, then it'll never point fingers back to him. He knew what the fuck he was doing. She wasn't too keen. I've had people ask me to get rentals for them. Like, if you don't got a license, if you don't got an ID, if you don't have a debit card in a bank account, why the fuck would I entrust anything in you? You haven't even taken the steps to do what the fuck you need to do. Now, if you don't have those things because for whatever legal reasons you can't get them, that's a you problem, not a me problem. I can't help you unless you're my parent. And then I've heard of cases where parents use their kids' social security cards and run up and fuck up their credit before the kids come out. People are so fucked. I want to know, though, y'all stories. Have y'all ever... um? And this is not to like glorify it or to hear your pain. I'm just curious if y'all ever been in that situation. How did you handle it? Um, yeah, I've definitely had people ask me. I've had people ask me to do shit. And when they asking me, I'm thinking to myself, you didn't even sit and think out this plan because I'm the last person you should be coming to. Because if all shit breaks loose and all shit goes down, motherfucking hill, bitch, you're going to be the first one. Sad as hell, because I ain't riding for that shit. I told y'all I'm just very honest with myself about who the fuck I am, you know? Okay, you guys, bitch, did you see that tweet? I forgot to go over that with y'all. Really quick tweet. I come across a tweet today that said, Zoe 101, all that, Kenan and Kel, and Ness, the classifier on Netflix. I think that is a huge woo-woo and toot-toot for Netflix. I feel like Netflix was going downhill um, with the quality of shows and movies that they put on there. I think they're trying to gain some rapport back. They're trying to make themselves relevant again and I think that those were great ways to do so I haven't checked out to see how many seasons of each are on there but let's talk about all that real quick because I loved all that growing up honestly I love all of the shows that they put on there all that Kenan and Kel Kenan and Kel for sure like I loved Kenan and Kel so much Good Burger Kenan and Kel the show and then they had a movie if y'all remember the Kenan and Kel movie like me and my brothers loved all of those shows but all that was a plus work Y'all remember the show uh, Mad TV? You are now watching Mad TV. All that was like a child version of that. I just loved the comedy. I loved it. I just fucking loved it. And then don't forget the Amanda show. Like TV back in the day was so great. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what's on TV now. I haven't kept up with what the kids are watching now. I don't know. But there's no way the shows are as great as what we were watching back then. You know? So if you haven't tapped in, get into Netflix. Get y'all subscriptions back because... There's quality TV on there that you can enjoy for the weekend. Fourth of July is coming up. I don't know if y'all have big plans. I don't have big plans. Y'all know I don't have a family, so I never really look forward to cookouts or anything like that. I might do my own little fake cookout. I might just go to the gym, chill, and relax. Oh, my God. Speaking of, 
Oh, one of my coworkers got fired today. That was so sad. She came in and she was like, "Today's my last day," and I was like, "Damn, I know you got fired because we've been talking all day and you didn't say nothing about it." And she was so sad. The only thing I could fix my lips to say was, "I'm." I'm sorry, are you okay? And she was like, yeah, don't worry about it. So I was like, yeah, that confirms you You were let go. And one of my coworkers that was working remote sends me a message like, call me before you leave, okay? I had already left, so I'm like, I left. But I knew she wanted to gossip. People be thinking they slick about to get you with some work drama. No, I'm not the coworker to gossip with. Even I don't know what she was going to call and ask, but for one, she definitely was going to talk about the girl losing her job because it came right after the announcement. The, the message came right after the announcement from the company and right after the announcement from the coworker that was let go. So I knew she wanted to talk about that. And to me, it's like, girl, the girl who just got let go is still in the office. You think I'm going to talk about that with you? Even if the girl wasn't in the office, you think I'm going to talk about that with you? Some people go to work simply for social hour, and that is not me. I'm not a gossiper. I'm not going to get in no shit like that. But come next week, I will definitely listen to the gossip to hear, you know, the depths of what happened. I'll listen. But I ain't going to engage so they could say Will Constance said or Will Constance was there. What Constance was not a part of nothing. Speaking of my name, Constance, um, one of my coworkers has been calling me Candace. She calls me Candace when she's talking to other people about me. But when she's speaking to me, she'll say Constance. And what's crazy is say she's talking to someone. She's like, yeah, Candace. And then like as soon as that conversation's over she's like Constance can you do like wait so you know my name so why are you saying the wrong name and I try to believe okay she's talking about somebody else but no she's talking about me crazy right I've corrected her a couple times but now I'm at the point where like man fuck you I hate you I can't believe people would like I just don't get it okay now you guys let's get into word association let's get into it let's get into it do it let's get into it boom Boom, begin, boo it, who it, mm. Comment down below, you guys. Let me know what you're doing for the 4th of July as I get into it. Dun, 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 do it. Pull something out. Let's see what I have. Public bathrooms. Public bathrooms. I don't use public bathrooms. I do not use public bathrooms. When I was younger, there was a Tyra Banks episode about germs. And some expert comes in and she's like, you guys, uh, they, they, they ran a poll and they were like, which stall in the bathroom do you think is the cleanest? Right. So comment that down below, you guys. I want to know what you guys think. I'll never forget the statistic, which well, not a statistic. I'll never forget this fact. Allegedly, who knows if it's still true? This was years ago. But comment down below, which stall in the bathroom do you believe is the cleanest? Five, four, three, two, one. If you said the last stall, you are incorrect. That is actually the dirtiest stall because everyone assumes it's the cleanest. So they go there and the cleanest is the first stall because everyone assumes that's the dirtiest so they don't go to it interesting right that's what somebody on the tire bank show said years ago who knows how true it is i ain't fact check it i never do but fun fact anyways i don't use public bathrooms if i do use public bathrooms personally i do use the first or the last anyways at my job first of all public bathrooms definitely remind me of how disgusting humans are like not just women or men just humans in general like women for sure you would think that the women's bathroom is the cleanest bathroom right I've never really been to a male bathroom but the women's bathroom is absolutely disgusting sometimes there's shit sometimes there's blood sometimes y'all didn't flush no way you forgot to flush 
That shit is just disgusting. I hate public bathrooms. I try not to use them. Like, I use them at work, right? But for the most part, I'm not using it at a Walmart. I'm not using it at a, at a restaurant. Like, if I can hold it, I would rather hold it than use the public bathrooms. When I squat and sit in public bathrooms, I feel like, germs are just flying into my coochie now i know that that's not really what's happening but it just feels like it like this isn't right to me that i'm using the same bathroom that about 500 motherfuckers use people that don't practice good hygiene and then don't get me started when let's say it's an emergency and i do have to go to a public bathroom so i go into the bathroom and all the stalls are in use and so I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And then the one stall that's available, somebody just came out of, I don't know if anyone can relate. I hate going into stalls that people just came out of. Like it's just warm and thick in there. And then you can still see that the toilet is still finishing being flushed. And it just feels disgusting. You know what else? I came across a tweet one of these days, or I don't know if it was a Twitter, Instagram post, whatever. I came across something that said, if you flush the toilet or when you flush the toilet, feces particles are distributed and floating all up in the air so close the toilet seat all right so close the toilet seat when you flush right public bathrooms don't have a toilet seat so every time you flush all that shit is just in the fucking air it's disgusting anytime i go to a public bathroom my i close my nose i don't even i've been you know you learn a lesson over the years in my youth i'd walk in and it would stink so bad so now i just know don't even risk it like just plug your nose when you walk into a public bathroom i'm always so amazed and impressed whenever a place has a clean public bathroom but let me get into it so my job has um uh, obviously public bathrooms. There's bathrooms with multiple stalls and then there's one bathroom that's like a handicap bathroom. And it's really personalized. Like you walk in, they tell you to lock the door, you lock the door, you have your own stall that's closed in and then, you know, nice mirror, just everything, right? Every time I walk into that bathroom, I'm never surprised to see that someone didn't flush pee on the seat just nasty shit you know for the most part they do keep it clean but sometimes not even sometimes every day that I've gone to the bathroom this week there's somebody didn't flush and it's like we're fucking adults so why the fuck are you so dirty I absolutely hate public bathrooms are you dirty for using one no am I gonna use one no and god forbid I hope nobody is I don't nobody's sitting on them public bathrooms right I came across a, a tiktok an expert said you cannot catch germs from sitting on the toilet seat because toilet seats are whatever words she used, which basically meant that you can't catch germs from sitting on toilet seats. Bitch, what the fuck you talking about? How the fuck are toilet seats the one thing, the one surface that you can sit on with your ass and pee on and you can't catch germs from that? That don't make sense to me. I don't care if an expert said it. I wish I went back to find that TikTok for y'all so y'all could hear it. But I heard that some months ago on TikTok. Um public bathrooms are just disgusting I remember when I was younger before I learned that you could squat or before I got the hang of squatting I would lay down toilet paper I think all women did that I mean if you have to shit and it's emergency yes you do that oh my gosh y'all know what else I saw I saw that you shouldn't even use the bathroom you shouldn't use the toilet paper in airplanes because the plane is moving and then sometimes the water that's in the toilet can get on the toilet paper. I just heard crazy shit. Like, all right, that's besides the point. Y'all fact check everything I'm saying. I don't know. Somebody confirm if you a germologist or a biologist or whatever type of ologist, you got to be to know if this stuff is true or false. Comment down below so we can all be informed. But um, 
what was I getting ready to say? Oh, so I used to lay down the toilet paper. And I remember this is this was the last time that I laid down toilet paper. I think I was going to say that if you have to shit for an emergency. Have I ever had to shit in like a public place? I'm sure I've shot in a public place, but not in a long fucking time. But anyways, I remember the last time I laid down the toilet paper. I was young. We had a store called AJ Wright where I live. I don't know if y'all know what AJ Wright is. If you from Richmond Highway, you know AJ Wright. AJ Wright is that store your parents took you to on Saturday mornings and for whatever reason it felt like you spent the whole day in there it might have only been 20 minutes it might have only been 10 minutes it might have only been an hour but it felt like you were in there for hours it felt like I was in there for hours I absolutely hated AJ Wright and when you know when you were a kid you didn't really have the choice of going places your parents told you like this is what we're doing on the weekend and you gotta go until you old enough to stay in the house by yourself that shit was miserable AJ Wright was a miserable experience AJ Wright is like a Ross just big and like dirty AJ Wright was just always dirty shit was always on the floor I just felt gross every time I was in there and again it took so long okay boom so back to my story I'm in AJ Wright one time when I was a kid and I had to use the bathroom I had to pee so bad so you know I'm doing the little tinkle dance like oh my god I gotta pee but my parents always told me don't sit on the toilet seat so I'm laying down the toilet paper laying down the toilet paper but I was pee like the pee was my bladder couldn't take it I, I already didn't like public bathrooms especially the one AJ right AJ right itself was dirty so imagine the public bathroom so I was holding in the pee holding in the pee but I couldn't hold it anymore and in the midst of trying to lay down the toilet paper I just said fuck it and I ended up peeing myself that was actually the last time I peed myself I was probably like seven I don't know how old I was I was a kid however like AJ Wright was hasn't been around for a long ass time I don't know if what it was bought out by I think it was bought out by Ross I don't know anyways that shit was the last time I peed myself. And you can see, even in my youth, I didn't want to use public bathrooms. I hate public bathrooms. That's my spiel on public bathrooms. I fucking hate them. They're absolutely disgusting. They stink and they're gross. People be leaving out of public. You ever like leave out a public bathroom or you're ever in a public bathroom and like an old lady leaves and she didn't wash her hands. And I just get so grossed out because like you just touched that doorknob. If you aren't already doing so, yes, please make sure you are not touching the doorknob with your own hands. Like, you look around and you're like, no wonder COVID existed. People were disgusting. All right, let's get back into the bowl. I just went on a long rant about public bathrooms. Like, that's how passionately I feel about not fucking with public bathrooms. The last thing, the next thing I pulled out of the bowl, Chris Brown on Drink Champs. I was watching the Chris Brown interview on Drink Champs. Drink Champs is a revolt. It's, it's a podcast on the Revolt Network. You can watch it on YouTube. Um, Nori is the host. Someone else is the host. Anyways, Chris Brown was on it. And Chris Brown's been doing a lot of podcasts. I think it was to promote the new album coming out. I've seen him. I've seen him on in this podcast. Anyways, there was a point where they were talking about Virginia. And Chris Brown was shouting out all the people that were from Virginia. He's saying... Trey songs he's staying for real he's saying everybody y'all why am I sitting there waiting for him to say Constance and then I was like wait he doesn't know me yet like that shit hurt but it was good to see that he is shouting out VA I mean I have I told y'all I'm not into cancel culture I never even thought about canceling Chris Brown like what he did with whoever he did with don't got nothing to do with me I'm really big on not pretending like or acting like I give a fuck about shit if I don't give a fuck about shit like some discussion may spark another discussion in my head or something somebody did may spark a discussion in my head but I'm really not fixated on what people do like I can acknowledge if it was good or bad but I don't care anyways I was just waiting for him to shout me out and say Constance is from BA but he didn't but at the end of the day I think I said BA VA at the end of the day it was a good interview drink champs is cool shout out to nori and his co-host because they drink a lot on that show and smoke a lot and they're still able to function and do a 
an amazing podcast and an amazing interview. Um, kudos to them. Shout out to anybody that can turn up like that and still function and still produce quality work. So good for them. It was just a good interview. I have loved all the Chris Brown interviews so far. I love to like, I, w- I was sitting, I'm watching the interview and I'm like, damn, I guess Chris Brown hasn't really done interviews. And I don't blame him. People are so negative whenever it comes to him saying negative shit. Um, they were talking about uh, how they thought Drake and Chris Brown would be a good versus. Y'all remember I said that? Let's see if it comes into fruition. I don't know if it will, but I hope it does. At the end of the day, it was a good interview, and I really just put it in the bowl because that VA shit. Like, I love to hear people putting on VA. VA, Virginia, is the best place in the world. And shout out to it. Um, is that really all that I had to say about it? Yeah, I think it was good. Y'all check it out. It was a good interview. Let's get into an advice column submission, you guys. Today's advice column submission reads, Dear Constance, how can a straight girl, and I'm doing quotations because they did quotations, hook up with another? I've been curious about trying it with a girl for a while now in real life, but I want to do it discreetly because I'm still kind of confused and, of course, scared. I'm straight, but I'd like to try this out just to see what it'd be like and a kind of hookup one night stand sort of way. I don't want to be a creep though or offend anyone or use anyone. I'm just not sure how to go about it. I've thought about going on apps, but I don't like that my face is public on them. What should I do? How should I go about this? I think the only way that this would work out is for that person to know what it is that you're expecting. So I'm not trying to promote you using somebody or taking advantage of somebody or leading anybody on, but you'd be surprised. There are some girls gay or straight that will be down to just fuck around with a girl when I stand and keep it moving no you know no real commitment commitment necessary so I think the first instinct that I can think is go to a gay bar go to a gay bar shit you ain't even gotta go to a gay bar go to a regular club sometimes to be girls in there that's drunk enough that be ready to kiss but go to a gay bar and drink turn up if you if you feel somebody you feeling them I will let them know. You have to let them know. I am straight. I want to try kissing a girl or whatever the fuck it is that you want to do and accept the answer that they give you. You know what I'm saying? I think it's very important that you communicate that this is just something that you're trying to try rather than this is something that like don't con them into thinking that this is going to lead to more. That's just all that I have to say. Um, I know it sounds fucked up coming out of my mouth, but I know that there are a lot of people that go into things wanting one night stand, like sexual orientation out of the when like throw that out completely. There are a lot of people that go out just looking for one night stands. So I don't think it's crazy that you want to do a one night stand or try something. Just be honest about it, especially because like you may be involved with somebody that is looking for something more. You have to communicate that. I don't know how you could convince a straight girl to do it. If you at a regular club or a bar, y'all get drunk, y'all talking. You could tell her I want to kiss shit. I'd be thinking most girls be down to kiss another girl. You'd be surprised. So you don't even got to go to a gay bar. But at the end of the day, make sure you communicate, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. I just want to see what it's like to kiss a girl. Just say that. You'd be surprised, child. So that's my advice. What do y'all think she should do? How do y'all feel about that? How does that make y'all feel? I think it's just important that you're honest about it because some people aren't just trying it. Some people are actually gay and You could, like you said, use them or lead them on or make them feel like that. So I think if you're being honest and 100 percent like communicating your intentions, you can't be to blame when you walk away after you've got what you wanted out of that. So y'all leave your advice for this person down below. If my advice didn't suffice, we're going to wrap today's episode up. I hope y'all loved it. I hope y'all liked it. Um, 
Enjoy y'all's 4th of July. This is the last day of June. I am still short on Instagram followers. I'm not at my goal. Seven people. Follow me on Instagram, please, at Constance the Pod. Um, follow me on TikTok at Constance the Pod. I'm unblocked off of TikTok tomorrow, so I'm back to posting. So definitely follow me. Leave me a review and a rating. I think I'm too short still. Please get into it. Get the Apple Podcast app. Search for Constance the Podcast. Leave me a review and a rating, please. And thank you. Let me know how you like the show. Let me know what you love about the show. Let me know what you want to hear more of. Like, leave those reviews, please. And thank you. Uh, I appreciate y'all that are commenting. I appreciate y'all that are subscribing. Subscribe to Constance the Podcast. Wherever you're listening. Ooh. Subscribe to Constance the Podcast. Wherever you're listening to me on. And, um screenshot this post it on your instagram story tag me let me know you made it this far we did the dear constant segment i don't even know i don't even think i addressed that that was the dear constant segment sorry we just finished the dear constant segment right so if you need advice give me a call 240-587-3186 you leave a voicemail i play the voicemail here and that's how i give you advice you can also click the link down below in the description box or the link in my instagram bio that will take you to my advice column and there you can leave an anonymous submission i hope y'all are enjoying these shows um get into the shit on netflix i love you guys i appreciate you guys and do not forget my cash app is always open dollar sign constantin one and if you want your music featured on the show send me an email constance the podcast at gmail.com peace and i love you guys and i appreciate you guys bye